Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to tonight's Bible study. Um, today, we are not really doing a teaching. It's just going to be questions. Amen. All questions. Amen. And questions are biblical. It's good. Uh, sometimes one of the ways to get clarity is to ask questions. Um, we've spent about 11 installments on our current series on understanding the kingdom of God from parables. And we've dealt with part one. Part one talks to us about the kingdom takes root. So the next time we will tackle the parables, it, 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 will, it, it will be quite a period. So we'll just take a short break from that and, and deal with something else. But the next time we will um, tackle the parables, we are going to be looking at the second grouping or part two. The kingdom is present with us. And under the kingdom is present with us are another set of parables. Amen. So we've dealt with the kingdom takes root with us in us part one, which has nine a set of nine parables. Amen. So in um, our, our teaching so far, we've spoken about uh, the definition of the kingdom of God and parables. We've looked at why did Jesus use parables. We've also come to understand the dispensation of parables. It's not eternity. Christ will not always speak to us in parables. We've dealt with that. And then we've looked at all the nine parables. Amen. So tonight, uh, not much. We just open the floor for questions. Any, any questions you may have concerning the teaching series. And if you want to um, get the full picture or the whole pile of the teaching series, I will advise you to just go on our podcast and listen to all the 11 messages. There were nine, nine parables, but they were, they, it, it took us 11 installments to get through. Amen. So today, questions. If you have any question about anything you've heard, any scripture you've read, any preaching you didn't understand, teaching you didn't understand, something which pertains to the Bible, I believe the floor is open. Amen. So today, as we all know, like I said, it's Q&A. So over to you guys. Amen. Did we pray before we started? No. Then let's pray. God, our Heavenly Father, we invite the teacher the master teacher, the Holy Spirit, into our presence. Thank you, Lord, that the spirit of understanding, the spirit of wisdom, which is embodied in the Holy Spirit, is in this house, taking over our affairs and taking over this service. Thank you for clarity. Thank you for revelation. Thank you for understanding that will come from your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hey.
I have I have a question. Okay. Um how does how does the person study the Bible? I'm sorry, I didn't hear your question at all. How do a person study the Bible? How does a person study the Bible? Amen. Yes. Very, very good question. I think I, I did a series on this. It's it's on our podcast. I think I did a four part or five okay. part message on how to study the okay. Bible. So we went through the whole lot. The, the, so let's just go through the basics. The, the first thing is that you have to understand that the Bible is a spiritual book. You can't understand the Bible by canal means. Or let, let me use this. Like you can't use logic to understand the Bible. So okay. you have to, we have to recognize that, one, it's a spiritual book, and the author of the Bible is the Holy Spirit. All right? So whenever we want to study the Bible, the first thing that is important is that we have to seek the Holy Spirit's help and guidance in learning how to study the Bible. Also, there are also different formats by which you study the Bible. You can do a word study. Let's say that you are reading the word and a word like truth jumps on you. You can just decide that, oh, I'm going to look at all the verses on truth and then study. And as you do that, you realize that you are starting to build your case and you know you are beginning to know more. You can also do a book study that you will decide that, oh, let me just take a book of the Bible and let me just read. Currently, my devotion is a book study. I'm reading a book as my devotion. So you can just pick a book and then just decide to read. Another way by which you also study the Bible is that you can do a character study. You can take any character that ministers to you. You know, maybe David, maybe Abraham, maybe Joshua, maybe Ruth. Maybe Esther, and like, oh, I just want to know more about these people and then read and study it. So now, what will you need for a study Bible? So what will you need to study the Bible? You will need a study Bible. So that's one way. Oh. A study Bible is a very good aid. Uh, sometimes just having a reading Bible uh, can be quite difficult. When, when you are studying the Bible. So you will need a, a study Bible. And there are many good study Bibles out there. Many, many good ones. Spirit filled is one. I remember my very first study Bible I used was Spirit filled. Dick's annotated Bible is also another good one. I haven't touched Dick's in maybe 10 years or so, but I, I do remember when I started, I used to use Dick's a lot. Thompson Chain Reference Bible is another one. And we, we can name any more. So just find out your picks. And why do you need a study Bible? Because sometimes when you read the scriptures, it's able to give you context. It's able to give you background. And you are able to uh, learn from, from that. So that's just the basic way. But most importantly, always appreciate the leadership, the guidance of the Holy Spirit to understand the Bible. Without, without, without the Holy Spirit, it's just going to be uh, very logical 
and it will be, let me use this word, letterly. It, it will have no power. And the Bible says that for the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. So the best way by which you can read the Bible is to submit yourself to the Holy Spirit, who is the master teacher who authored the scriptures. And by his inspiration, the Bible was written. He will be able to give you much revelation and understanding of the Bible. But how be it, it doesn't hurt to use certain Bible aids. Bible aids like study Bible, a concordance, comment. What's a concordance? A concordance helps you to know the meaning of words. And why is it important? Because the Bible's root language is not English. English is a secondary language. You know, the Old Testament was written in Hebrew. The New Testament was written in Greek. And Hebrew and Greek have so much vocabulary. English is very limited to the richness of Hebrew and Greek, especially when it comes to the translation. So when the Bible was being translated, many words drop out because it's it's not able to find the correspondent word, particular word to describe what the author is trying to convey or what the Holy Spirit is conveying through the author. That's why sometimes a concordance is needed so that it helps you to flesh out uh, the, the scriptures in, in a deeper meaning. So those are very important. Commentaries are very important too. You could, but commentaries just help you to know the historical background and the context of scripture. And for you to also rightly divide the word of truth, you have to understand context. You, you, you see, the Bible is not there for you to spin it. You are not a spin doctor when it comes to the Bible. You don't, you don't just take scriptures and then run with it and then put your spin on it and give it a meaning. For scripture to have meaning, for it to have power, you have to interpret it rightly in the integrity of the word. And one of the ways to do that, primary ways to do that, is to make sure that the scripture is done properly in its context before you might even lift it up to do a general application. So these are some of just a few ways. But I'll advise you to listen to, I think, a four-part or five-part series I did on how to study the Bible. It's okay. there on the podcast. That's, that's okay. the, it, it was very broad. I think I tackled so many facets and so many areas on how to study the Bible. Amen. So please do listen. Amen. All Thank right. you. Okay. I don't know whether I answered your question. I tried. It's scattered thoughts everywhere, but if somebody also has a contribution. Yes, you did. Yeah. yeah. And I'll go back. Okay. Sure. Minister Lord Bonzi, you are welcome. It's good to see you. Okay, I have another question. I'm sorry, my questions are not um, directed okay. to... Oh, don't, don't to, worry. Ask. Okay. 
<laughs> okay, so um, I've been struggling. I have um, when you want to obey God, like oh, you want to obey the Word of God, and you read some of the scriptures when you read it. There is, I feel like there is nothing there to obey or to to follow. Like when you read Psalm twenty three, what is there to obey or to do okay. or to practice? Okay, so. Open to Psalm 23 and let's read it. I'm there. Okay. Let's let's read it together then. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He make he make me to lie down in green pastures. He lead me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He lead me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anoint my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Amen. So this was David. You know, um, David's background was shepherding. He was a shepherd. So mm -hmm. David knows the relationship between a shepherd and sheep. So David is looking at a good shepherd and how he handles sheep. And he's comparing that to how the Lord relates with us like a shepherd. So this scripture, what we can obey from it is that we have to learn how to trust the Lord and look up to him like mm -hmm. a shepherd. Sheep are very dependent on shepherd. That's one, you know, sheep are among the animal kingdom. They are the most dependable animals. Like not, not dependent as you can depend on them. They, 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 they like to depend on people. And and that and we have to develop that attitude of a sheep and depend on God. Are we going to depend on God? Mm -hmm. And when we depend on God, the Bible lets us know that we will come to a place of no want. He will make us to lie down in green pastures. You know, pasturage is the meal of sheep. And what is what is the meal of Christians? The word of God. You see, read, loving the word of God is a spiritual desire. It's not, it's not a carnal desire. You can't whip up appetite for the word of God. The Lord has to give you that desire. That's why I like the scripture in Philippians chapter 2, where it says that it is the Lord that works in us according to his good pleasure. It's the Lord that works in us. He works on us to do and to will according to his good pleasure. Anything that we are able to do, 
pertaining to the things of the spirit and the things of the kingdom. It is the Lord that works in us both to will and to do according to his good pleasure. So if you want to love the word of God, it's the, it's the Lord that will give you that desire. That's why we have to rely on him as a shepherd. And then the Bible lets us know that we will lie beside still waters, which is a place of tranquil and rest. And it's only the Lord that can restore our soul. So if you don't come to the Lord and if you don't depend upon him as a shepherd, especially in these times, how are you going to experience restoration? Another word for this word restoration is refreshment. How are you going to experience refreshment? I think one of the things that is very needed in this current times we, we live in is refreshment of the soul. You go to work, the hustle and bustle, you listen to the news, your phone is beeping, your phone is dinging with so many notifications, noise pollution, air pollution. You go through a lot. One of the things you need is refreshment. And sometimes people come home and they are still not refreshed. They will take a shower, they will have a bath, everything, lie in this bubble bath, and they can't sleep. They will listen to music and they can't sleep. But where does refreshment lies? It lies in our God, who is like a shepherd to us. And we have to come to him. He will refresh and he will restore our soul. And he will lead us in the paths of righteousness. You see, that scripture comes again. Philippians chapter 2. It is the Lord that wills. And it is the Lord that, that, that is able to let us do according to his good pleasure. Because of his will. He leads us in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And even though we will walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we will go through terrifying things. We will go through scary episodes. We should be able to say we will fear no evil. You know why? Because the Lord is like a hawk or like an eagle around us. He's like a shepherd. And because of that, we will not fear. So if I lose my job, I will not fear. Losing your job, can be a valley of the shadow of death. How are you going to pay for your rent? You've got four weeks. How are you going to pay for your rent? How are you going to pay for your card notes? It can be the valley of the shadow of death. And maybe you might even have family who are depending on you for sustenance and means. How are you going to supply the valley of the shadow of death? But when you have the Lord as a shepherd, when you are able to trust in him, and depend on him like the way a sheep would depend on his shepherd. The Bible lets us know that though we will walk through the valley of the shadow, we will fear no evil. Why? Because God is with us. His rod and his staff, these are elements of the shepherd. They comfort us. God also has elements that comfort us. His word comforts us. The Holy Spirit comforts us. His joy comforts us. Or he, he also has his elements which comforts us. And the Bible says that he will prepare a table in the presence of our enemies. That means it doesn't matter how many enemies you have, you will still feast. 
And feasting here in the Jewish times is celebration. The presence of your enemies cannot stop your celebration. It can't because the Lord is your shepherd and he will anoint your head with oil. You know, like I said the last time when we did one of the parables, this word anoint here is not talking about anointing oil as in to initiate someone into office. This anointing here is talking about the oil of hospitality and favor. When you welcome somebody to your house after the sun has beaten them during the Jewish Mediterranean tropical you know, season, they, they will just pour oil on your head, which will give you that cooling sensation. God will anoint you with oil. No matter what you've been through, you are favored, you are graced. You are favored. And then your cup will run over because goodness and mercy shall be all the days of your life. And then what David said, I will dwell in the house of the Lord. How will you be able to dwell in the house of the Lord forever? It starts from verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd. So we can learn so much about how David likened his relationship with the Lord to his past profession. Because when David wrote this psalm, Psalm 23, David at this time was a king. He was a king of Israel. And I think he just went many years back. Like, I remember my former profession. I was a shepherd before I became a king. And that, and the way I relate with my sheep, it mirrors the father's love he has for me. So this scripture really encourages us to make the Lord our all. He's our shepherd. When he becomes our shepherd, he becomes our sustenance. When he becomes our shepherd, he becomes our life. We will come to a place of no one's. So when we read this scripture, we should always be encouraged. We should be encouraged that when the Lord becomes our shepherd, when we make him our shepherd, we are protected. When the Lord becomes our shepherd, we experience provision. When the Lord becomes our shepherd, we experience prosperity. When the Lord becomes our shepherd, we will dwell in this house forever and ever. When the Lord becomes our shepherd, we experience many, many more benefits as we can see in Psalm 23. So this scripture, when I read it, the action that I will take from it is I just have to make the Lord my shepherd. I'll make him my all in all so that I will be able to talk like the way David talks. Amen. Can I also add something, please? Yeah. So, uh, sometimes when we uh, study the Bible, instead of looking at scripture simply as a list of do's and don'ts, um, you know, the scripture is more than that. It's also a place of uh, revelation a place of gaining wisdom. It is a place of instruction for life. It's a place of guidance. You know, I think if we move away from just looking at as that list and more than that, you know, um, and also a time for us to receive spiritual blessings, 
um, I think uh, is where we will get more perspective on what God is saying when we read things like Psalm 23, Psalm 91, and, uh, and, and other, other places. Amen. That's all I wanted to add. Your explanation of Psalm was beautiful. I, I loved it. God bless you. Amen. So one of the key ways to understand the Bible is when you pray, always acknowledge the presence of the Holy Spirit, who is the author of the Bible. And like Pastor Jessica just said, that's where you get revelation. That's where you get wisdom. That's where you get understanding. Never ever attempt to use this canal mind to decode the Bible. It won't work. Amen. One more question. Oh, ask. Don't worry. Mm -hmm. Yeah, here to learn. So, how do you encourage a person who believes um, every time they pick the Bible, they get distracted or they fall asleep? Is it okay to let the phone read it for them like the audible reading Bible? Or you just pray for them? Um, so when the person takes the Bible, the person sleeps, right? Yes. Oh, okay. So in this case, what will you do? Will you want to read the audio Bible for the person, or you just want to pray for him. Correct? Yes, please. Oh, okay. I, I think with that one, I will not be too dogmatic. I, I will just allow the Spirit of the Lord to lead me what to do on that. Amen. I just, I'll just allow, allow the Spirit to lead me on that. Also, bearing that in mind, you also have to look at certain indicators. How long has he been a Christian? You know, so with that, you, you have to make room and understand the person, right? If if the person just came into the faith, you should expect that. So we 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 people yeah, like that. Yes. I'm sorry. That's okay. Oh, okay. So people like that, they need a lot of encouragement, a lot of prayer. Um, most most times, they even need to see the scriptures being left out. That's how they will, they will even be encouraged to read the Bible. Mm -hmm. If they've been in their faith for long, then maybe you might want to, okay, why don't we read this book together? And together. Uh, if, we, if we read it, just tell me what you learned. Sometimes maybe doing a group devotional together sometimes may help the person. Because uh, frankly speaking, there are many people who have not graduated to sort of like, let me read the Bible on my own. 
you know mm. some some try and they just fault us or sometimes we need to do anything possible to pick them up one of the things that we can never do is shame them and to bash them bashing people shaming them rebuking them is never going to give them the desire to read the bible so that's one thing we we will have to know so um we, we we have to be a shepherd in that instance. And shepherding is discipling. And the Lord told us to do that. He said, go into all the world, preach the gospel, and 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 make disciples of men. So we are not just to preach the gospel, we are to disciple people. And discipling is patient work. You need to be very patient with people. You need to be patient. You need to be loving. Even when you are, even when you are speaking the truth, speak it in love so that they will grow. All right. So um, these are things that we can do. And most importantly, we have to pray for them. Um, Apostle Paul, one of his churches was a very strong church. It's called the Philippian Church, and Apostle Paul said it in Philippians chapter four: "My my little children, in in whom I travel, I travel that Christ will be formed in you." So the Philippian church, they did not just become a spiritual church just because they were doing spiritual things. I think partly they were because they gave, you know, they were blessed with the spirit of giving. They were very generous. I, I want to believe Apostle Paul's prayer also played a key role in that. He said, my little church in whom I travel, I travel that Christ will be formed in you. So when we meet people who are struggling in their Christian faith, let, let's also adopt that Paul posture and pray for them that Christ will be formed in them. Amen. And let's do any means necessary to help them to read. Sometimes we can give them certain aids that will make reading the Bible a bit easier for them. Sometimes we can suggest you know, um, devotionals to them. Personally, I sometimes, I, when I'm doing devotionals, I subscribe with, I, I send it to people. Let's do it together. Let's read. What can we get? I look at everybody's level of faith. I'm like, let's read it together. What did you learn? We talk and everything. I, I do that very occasionally, you know. So all this, it helps you to foster um, a desire and a love for Bible reading. Amen. So there are many ways by which we, we can encourage people to read the Bible. Amen. And let, let's approach it prayerfully because one, one strategy that will work for this one might not work for the other. So we need to approach these things very prayerfully. Amen. I hope I answered your question, Felicia. Yes, please. Thank you. Oh, yes, sir. Uh, can I contribute? Yes, sir. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think one of the things that will help us, if somebody picks the Bible and uh, for a few minutes decides to sleep, I think uh, like 
my bishop will say, law of intentionality. Law of intentionality. Just determine because you are going to communicate with God. And that is one of the things the devil don't like. He doesn't like. So you intentionally sometimes decide to stand or sit up and read out. Decide. I will not sleep, uh, be on the bed and read. Definitely you go. But sit down. That is the law of intentionality. Decide that I'm going to and read out like you are reading to somebody. It's one of the best ways you can invest. You, you can get it yourself. It's, it, though you can read in your head, no. But the law of intentionality, you decide to, like somebody is before you and you are reading to him or her. It's also very practical and very powerful. And the concern, uh, because sometimes one of when you don't it's, it's natural. I don't know how it, it works. When you pick a Bible and you don't determine, don't make it intentionally say that I want to read maybe five or one chapter of five verses or this one chapter I want to read before we realize we are gone. And 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 like we're talking about uh, some twenty-three also. Uh, one of the things most of the time also is, uh, the Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is, as for the Lord, he's a shepherd. But it's up to you to be the sheep. It's up to you. Are you a sheep or good? Like some was saying, sheep, one of the characteristics of sheep, they, were, they are so sub, super, they, 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 they depend. But Goat doesn't behave like that. So one of the the Lord asked for the Lord, like David said, the Lord is my shepherd. That means he, David, is a sheep. So if you take it that one, then you have to put yourself in the sheep like attitude. Then you can not that you are reading, but all that you are reading is like you want to use it. I gained somebody. And so when you read it as a sheep depending on God, it also helps. It also helps you to understand what your shepherd wants. Otherwise, God will be the shepherd, but you will not, you always want. Because David said, The Lord is my shepherd. Because I'm a sheep, those uh, benefits me. In our here, here, what he provides, yeah. And like uh, the pastor, Lady Pastor said, when we are reading, also the Bible is also for instruction for teaching, and I want to support it uh, with the Second Timothy three sixteen. When you are reading the Bible, expect this thing because this God, the all scriptures is God's bread. Is good for rebuking, yeah, correcting, so and so on. So when you are reading the Bible, don't look for where uh, the blessings all, always come from, or where God said, you are blessed, or you are this, you are this. Also look for these things, because that's all scripture. 
ausbitte. Amen. God bless you. Amen. God bless you. Sometimes one of the things I normally tell people when they tell me, oh, pastor, I struggle to read the Bible, I always said, oh, listen to preaching. Listen to good preaching. Preaching sometimes can help you to love the word. You know? yes. And I'll, I'll tell them, when you finish listening to the preaching, read the same passage you read. You see that that scripture will start to have some light. It will have some meaning. Yeah. It will have some revelation for you. And read good books. Sometimes books can also help in your understanding of the Bible. One of the reasons why people don't read the Bible is because they see it as a difficult book. So once it is decoded, they will have pleasure in reading. Do you like doing difficult things? Are you going to do something you don't understand? I, I doubt many of us. So sometimes it's one of the things. So sometimes books by certain authors can really help in, in helping us to understand certain scriptures. Amen. Are we all good? Yes. This church is a very clever church. Nobody has questions. Wow. I'm, 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 I'm used or I'm impressed. Hey, then all of you, you should be teaching. I didn't know. All of you should be teaching. All of you should be teaching. All of you. Amen. All of you should be teaching. I think I have my work cut out for me. All of you should be teaching. I'm, I'm going to start putting all of you on roster. All of you. All right, it's 7.50. Let's thank God for tonight. Let's thank God for what we've heard tonight. Let's thank God for the contributions. Let's thank God for the questions that were asked. And let's just thank him. We just want to have an attitude of gratitude towards God our Father for giving us insight into his word one way or another. Let's, let's thank him. Father, we thank you for this evening. We give you praise. Oh, Holy Father, thank you for the Holy Spirit who is the teacher, who is the revealer of all truth. We worship your holy name, oh Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen.
Thank you, Lord. Thank you for tonight. Thank you for the Holy Spirit who is the instructor. Thank you for throwing more light on your scriptures. Thank you that our minds have been illuminated. Thank you that the eyes of our understanding has been enlightened tonight. We want to give you praise for this session, oh Lord. Thank you. Thank you, oh Lord. And Father, even whatever questions that we've forgotten, if we remember after this Bible study, we thank you that the Holy Spirit, who is the teacher, will lead each and every one into our truth and into our understanding. We thank you, O Lord. Great is your faithfulness. Thank you for sending us your Holy Spirit. But thank you. I give you praise for this session. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, there's some few announcements. Friday, June 30th, we'll be having what we call worship nights. Amen. We want to spend uh, just one hour in the presence of the Lord, just thanking Him. We want to worship Him. We want to thank Him for the first six months of the year. I remember June 1st, we prayed. We started first June with prayer. We want to end June 30th too with worship in His presence. We just want to thank him. God has seen us through a lot. God willing, Friday will be six months of the year. That first half is gone. And we just want to say thank you. So it will be a time of worship. And just being, being in this presence, just thanking him, a bit of exhortation. And we're just flowing worship, just thanking him in prayer too. Amen. So... Uh, don't miss that date, June 30th, 7 to 8. Uh, Saturday, as we all know, is our first Saturday of the month. So we'll be having our monthly prayer meeting. And we'll be praying and committing the next six months into the hands of the Lord. We want to believe. I don't know how your first half of the year has panned out to be. Um, but whatever be the case, let's believe God for a better and a greater second half of the year. And God willing to um, watch this space for this month of July, we'll be having a brand new series called Life Skills. Amen. So it'll be good. I'm looking forward to all the people who will be preaching. Uh, it will be powerful. So just make it a point to be there. Amen. And then 24th to 30th of July, we'll be having our fasting and prayer. Amen. So just watch what these are the um, calendar of events in July. Amen. So God bless you. Thank you all for attending tonight. And God willing, I'll see you on Friday. Good night.